Welcome to a new episode of Poise to Shine. I'm your host, Nicoletta Mura, Confidence and Leadership Coach. Don't forget to sign up for my newsletter and also join my free community on Facebook, The Confidence Tribe, if you want to develop your self-confidence and assertiveness supported by a group of like-minded women. Enjoy this episode. Today, we have a fantastic guest. Her name is Peggy Hames. She's a coach for women in midlife. So welcome, Peggy, and tell us a bit more about yourself. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here today. I founded heartcallings.com, which focuses on helping women in midlife to reclaim their voices, because that's one of the things that kind of gets lost along the way to reconnect with their hearts and kind of move out of the way anything that's preventing them from making that connection and then start dreaming new dreams for this chapter. You know, most of the time when we talk about midlife, if you Google it, all you get is a page full of links about crisis. That's true. You know, my passion is we don't have to define it by crisis. This is another chapter in life that we have the power to make as wonderful as we want to make it. So that's what I do. That's beautiful. And I love it. And honestly, you are spot on because every time I see uh, talks about uh, uh, midlife is all about uh, a sad time and uh, not uh, a time maybe to own again, you know, who you used to be or the next chapter of your life. And what do you think is... uh, um, I would say the main issues that your audience have, what are the main challenges? Uh, One of the challenges is dealing with grief and regrets, which I don't see people talking about very much, but it comes to the territory. When we reach this stage of life, you know, we've had to make choices and those choices have meant we've been on one road and not another. And they may have been exactly the right choice to make at the time. But there's also a grief for what wasn't, what we didn't have. Yeah. Um, there's grief for things like if you always wanted to have kids. And at midlife, you're saying, it's not going to happen. I'm, I'm not going to be a mom in that way. Uh, for a lot of us, it means caregiving with parents, elderly parents and how we balance that and how we grieve, you know, seeing them get older and, and sometimes more debilitated and, and dealing with their deaths. Um, but it's also the opposite side of that is asking the question to, well, who am I now? And it may be if you've had kids and they're moving on and, and you've got this empty nest stuff going, who am I if my first identity isn't mom? Or you may have built a career and all of a sudden it's like, this is not fulfilling me anymore. This is not where I want to invest my life. You know, part of midlife is you start seeing the clock ticking. You say, okay, I've got this many years, probably. How do I want to invest those? How do I want to spend that time? So there are real questions of identity, um, passion, purpose. In some ways, it's like adolescence. <laughs> at another stage because you got the same questions of who am I and, and what's my life about and you may or may not have the acne <laughs> <laughs> but that's beautiful so how did you get started on this journey on this mission 
Well, I've been intrigued by the online space for a long time. My background is I'm an ordained minister and um, also for about a dozen years, been a therapist in private practice. And almost as soon as I started my therapy practice, I was intrigued about the possibility of reaching out to people who, for whatever reason, couldn't come and sit in my office and talk to me. But yeah, I tried different things and you know, it's kind of like Goldilocks and the three bears. This wasn't quite right. And this wasn't quite right. And I had a couple of like false starts uh, where I'd get like the logo and everything. And it was like, this is just not right. And then one day last summer, actually, I was reading a book that was like really well reviewed and a well-written book, but I couldn't connect with it. Hmm. And like I tried twice and I just couldn't connect with it. And I realized that it was written by a young woman in her thirties and that she was wrestling with questions that weren't my questions anymore. Mm. That's not a judgmental thing. That's no, not saying better. It's just that when you're in a different stage of life, you have different questions. And that's when the light bulb went on for me. It was like, Oh, there's not, not anybody out there who has this, background both of the the emotional and the um spiritual and grief i've done grief workshops for decades to bring all of those things to women who are asking these kinds of questions that's fantastic and you're right it's because uh, as we grow as we change uh, our sometimes our environment changes of course and at the same time uh, i know that uh, um if i look back uh, what I needed to know back then is very different from what I need to know now. You know, I'm in my, I'm in my forties now and, uh, and I realized that I'm a different person. <laughs> and, and it's funny to see that uh, because uh, the values don't change, but our needs do change. That's how I felt at least. Um, so you went through some um, iteration then of uh, your current business model, let's say, and your mission. But what do you wish you, you had known when you started? That, that to be in this business meant I had to actually sell things. And <laughs> I, I had to like actually ask people to sign up for this and buy this. And it's really odd because as a therapist, I had no problems marketing my practice and I was really great at marketing my practice, but somehow with making the shift to the online world and like I've, I've got this thing, this program to sign up for, I, I really had to get past that hurdle of, I have to think in these terms, I have to think in business terms and I have to think in terms of sales and asking for sales. That's so true. Uh, look, I, I fully agree to this, by the way, because uh, um, I have a, a background, uh, you know, in management and leadership and corporate. And then when I was in corporate, everyone will come to me. You know, I didn't have to pitch anything to anyone. People will want to work with me because they knew what I was able to do. And then, you know, there was a word of mouth. Now, in the online world, it's such a big word that you do need to find your um, I think broadcast because uh, otherwise there is too much noise and then the right people will not find you. So I think that uh, um, is a big, big tip to everyone uh, or anyone who is considering to start a business because uh, they, re they need to realize that there will be some part of that business is not maybe resonated as much with, with them, um, but they still have to do it or find someone else that can do it for them. Yes. <laughs> but that might come after. 
not definitely not when you're starting no no when you're starting it's doing everything yourself right all the arts all the things yeah. and <laughs> but so how do you define success what is success for peggy you know, I think there are two different perspectives. One is um, one of my favorite authors, Frederick Beekner, who said that our, our vocation, our calling, is that place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meets. Wow. So I love that because I love doing this work and, and I see the need that, that women have. So I think part of success is finding those places that like a Venn diagram, that's that, that place in the middle where, where they are both joined. You know, there's also a financial aspect. And I think financially success, it's about being able to support the lifestyle that is authentic for you. What that is, is going to be different for everybody. Your values uh, your, your priorities. Um, I'm not quite there yet, mm -hmm. but I have been working so hard and I feel like I have built a really good foundation. Yeah. I know what I'm about now. I know who my audience is. I've got the structure in place and now I'm at the, that point of getting the word out and, and getting the, the, the products and the opportunities out. And it's coming. I know it's coming. Absolutely. Of course. I mean, what you're doing is a huge service. So it's really necessary. And uh, um, what I wanted to say when you mentioned as well the financial success is that it's very important, I feel, for women to own that part as well, to not be afraid to say that we do need money, that we want money, because money is never in the end uh, um, it's never in itself that we want money. We want money to do something, right? We want money for the freedom. We want money because we never traveled before. And finally, we want to travel or we want money to take care of someone so or ourselves. <laughs> but um, it's, it's very important to, to not be afraid because even, and I can tell you, I think from my experience at any age, I find that people and women specifically struggle to, to own that they want, uh, you know, that financial security and maybe abundance, just a bit more than security. Um, so it's very important. Yes, and I think it, it's a trap in, in the areas that I'm in, coming both from ministry and therapists. It's like, well, we want to help people. Yeah. And we can talk about this nasty, dirty money if we want to help people. But if I can't pay my mortgage, I'm not going to be helping anybody. That's so true. And it's also the other piece, I think, especially for the online world, I found that when I invest in something, I'm more serious about doing it. Mm, 100%. 100%. <laughs> and, like, and I think it comes from as well, I respect, you know, other people's um, money and uh, expenses and so on. So, I know that what I'm offering is worth, you know, their, their, their investment. But I think it takes a moment to catch up on that because uh, we're not used to talk about money. We don't do it even, you know, if we are employed. We don't say, this is how much I earn. It's, uh, it's considered a bad taste. <laughs> so that's something that I think we're still shedding. And... Uh, Things uh, so haven't always been easy, I assume, in the journey. Usually they never are. 
um, what's something you might have you know failed at or struggled with that you can share with us oh this made me laugh to think about it <laughs> i uh, i was in a um kind of a group coaching program last summer and led by a couple of wonderful women and we had um zoom calls every week and i remember i was on the first call and and they asked me to talk about you know like you did talking about business what and at that time i had not yet found my niche so i remember rambling on with lots of really pretty words that basically said nothing <laughs> because i was completely vague and i didn't know what i was talking about and the first few weeks of that program i struggled so hard because i felt like i just i don't know what i'm doing i don't know what i'm doing and this voice in the back of my head said look there are a lot of things you know how to do that you can that you're competent at or that you're very good at why don't you just go do those things instead of this one that you are struggling so much with mm -hmm. but i just i knew i needed to to find my way with this and the other side is i paid my money too so of course you know, I, I wasn't going to waste that money but it really is that whole process and i don't remember how long the the program was but the whole process for me was grinding through that and I just kept showing up and kept showing up and kept doing the work until that day. It was like I had prepared the field and then, wow, there was the harvest. It came all together. Everything clicked, but it only clicked after I went through that struggle. And, you know, at my age, we don't like to feel stupid, <laughs> you know? Um, at any age, I can tell yeah. you, I think I was like that since a kid, but yeah. yeah. And, and so, you know, our inclination is like, I feel really stupid with this. So let me go do something that I know how to do. But that keeps mm -hmm. us in that little box. So I keep trusting myself saying, I can, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And I love because honestly, someone might hear that voice and, and think, oh, yeah, that's a rational voice. You know, that's true. So I better do that. But you were able to distinguish the fear behind it, you know, the limitation and why that voice was coming. Because I do believe that we need to leverage our strengths. So that's something that for me is super important. Uh, we need to leverage our strengths because that's the place where, you know, we feel more comfortable with. Uh, but at the same time, sometimes we don't know that something is a strength until we try and until we work on it so it's very important to keep that balance and don't give up after a week or two weeks or even like three months or something because then we never know if it could have come to fruition so i think it's good to have a good balance there uh, use your strengths as you are because you're using all your experience your experience is still there right like it's not like you went anywhere uh it, it's adding more value to what you're offering Yes, and I had to to push through finding those ways to leverage those strengths because I had one way of doing it, but I knew there was a, a way where I could reach even more people, and it was grinding through that to learn what I needed to learn and to put it together That's, uh... to be able to move forward. That's fantastic, and I really love it because I think it's a very honest take on uh, how you can struggle for a while and but you need to keep showing up and finally you know emerge victorious from the other side um <laughs> did you have a like a role model growing up 
uh, could be a real person or a movie? Well, I thought about two role models, uh, one growing up and actually for my whole life, and then one who's present day. Uh, growing up, it was my dad. Mm-hmm. He, um, he never went to college, but he came out of the war and he went to art school. He was an artist. And when he finished art school, he got an invitation to join an ad agency. And when he did that, the agency doubled in size. <laughs> it had been like one guy and now it was two guys. So he did everything. He did the artwork. He did wrote copy. He swept floors, locked up at night, the whole nine yards. And they, they built this incredible ad agency. And he, he said one time, I loved my work every single day I went into work. I loved it. And when I stopped loving it, I retired. Wow. So he modeled for me that you can go out on your own and be successful Hmm. and love what you do. And he also did it with such amazing integrity and the way he treated everybody so well, whether it was a client or an employee, people always said he was the best boss I ever had because he just treated people with respect. So he was my role model, not only for his success in business, but also for the way he went about doing his business. That was just, I think was exceptional. For his integrity. Yes. Something that, yeah, I love uh, it. My, my present day is um, Heather Gray, who's a um, business consultant and does the um, Business Mindset Mastery podcast. She's amazing. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, I've known Heather since we were, since she had her brick and mortar therapy business. Wow. And we were in a forum together for therapists. And when she started her transition into the work she does now, I was like on the sidelines cheering her on. And I knew she was doing what I wanted to be eventually doing. Yes. So I feel like she really paved the way for me. And she has been such an encourager for me. She really pushed me of, you have this great background of both counseling and spirituality, and you need to use both of it, uh, both of them. Um, she helped me come up with heart callings name when we were just uh, tossing things back and forth one night, messaging back and forth. But she has been such an encourager in those times when I've just wanted to quit. She was like, well, of course you're not going to quit. (laughs) Keep going. So, you know, both by her example and by her support, she's been a a tremendous part of this journey for me. That's amazing. And I love it. I love, you know, I love seeing women supporting each other. I love uh, seeing uh, people feeling generous, you know, with their time and, and, their, and their encouragement because, uh, you know, we're not in competition one with another. We are there to support each other. So this is amazing. Plus, I do love Heather as well. So, yes. and uh, she has a great podcast to anyone listening. So just uh, uh, check it, The Mindset Mastery, Please, I believe yeah, it's called. Yeah, and uh, I listen to it. I love it. <laughs> and uh, so what is uh, your biggest priority in life uh, right now, Peggy? Uh, I always have two of everything, it seems like. I've, I've got two priorities. One is getting healthy. I was um, sick or injured for all of 2018. Nothing serious, but just stuff that wasn't fun. 
Um, and so really my priority is taking better care of my body, which is hard when you're working a job and creating a new business. It's really hard sometimes, but I just have to do it because if our body's not right, nothing else is going to be right. Sure. Um, and then the second one is building on this heart callings foundation. Um, and I'm creating lots of levels for folks where they can plug in. I have a weekly email called uh, Monday morning manna that you can uh-huh. sign up and just get that inspiration every Monday morning to help you get through the week. Um, I do a group twice a year. I'm adding to that in this month, I will launch um, small group studies for women in middle life. The, the first one is called I am woman. I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people will sign up for that. Yes, yes. I've got a great response to that title, that subject. Um, and then later in the year to start a, a membership group. So and I've got the coaching. So it's really fleshing out this foundation that I've built with Heart Collins. That's fantastic. I see a lot of different opportunities for people to pick the parts that they need the most at the moment and then, you know, eventually expand or move on from there. So you're you are trying, right, to cater to a lot of different uh, uh, people in uh, whatever stage they are at the moment. Right, right. And, and whatever they need and whatever their resources, you can plug in at any place and you can get a lot of stuff, a lot of help in that place. Or if you want to work in a little bit different way, you know, if you want more one-to-one on me, if you want the, the um, energy and the synergy of a group, we've got that. So... Yeah, I mean, I like working in lots of different ways. So that's what I want to offer to these I women. love it. Yeah, so you built a business based as well on your own preferences, yeah. which is great. Um, quick question. How important is spirituality in the work that you're doing at the moment? It's at the core of it. Um, I do this because I feel like it's a calling. I feel like I have the gift of the things I do well, my abilities, but also the gift of my experience. And I think seeing people transform is incredibly spiritual. Um, I'm a Christian minister. I come from that background and that foundation, but I also believe in helping people connect with the spiritual path that guides them and, and feeds them and nurtures them. Yeah, that's, I love it. I love it because uh, I think it, it, it can affect people on so many different levels, not just uh, on the practical one, which is super important, so I'm all for it, but at the same time as well uh, from a, a more deep, uh, you know, uh, well, spiritual sense uh, so that they feel grounded no matter what. And they feel also that I think the sense of belonging always comes hand in hand with uh, feeling connected to something bigger than us. Um, so yeah, I love it. And, uh, and I think it's a, you're right. That is something, honestly, I haven't seen, um, so far in uh, the online space. Um, it's a, it's a good mix of uh, two services very needed. Yes. And thank <laughs> well, thank you. And, uh, talking about spirituality, but all that, I think it's connected as a woman, do you follow more your heart or your head? I, I really follow both. Um, and as I think about this heart callings journey, it has definitely been a heart journey. 
yeah, obviously it's what I love to do and I love being creative and I love connecting with people and I have this vision that comes from my heart, but I was also very analytical with it too. I started thinking about this and that when I looked at the, the landscape in the United States, I knew there might be a lot of women who wanted to make changes in their lives, but they didn't have insurance to pay for therapy or their insurance has like a $10,000 deductible and they just can't afford it. Yeah. And so that's really how I got into this is how do I make something that's accessible for people? And that also is, is kind of recession proof and that people can jump in at any level. Um, and so it's not dependent, you know, I don't have to have the $15,000 event to make it happen. So, you know, my heart leads, but my head follows along. Yeah. The analytical piece. And I'm doing that more and more in, you know, I track my numbers you know, how has my podcast done? Which, which podcast episodes have gotten the most traction? Absolutely. Oh yeah. The most traction. Yeah. Um, and I, I think in a way though, that's from an external point of view. I feel that even when you're using your head, uh, your heart is very prevalent because you are using your head in terms of setting up, uh, you know, different uh, entry points, let's say for your, for your audience, because of course there is a recession, money are tight and still people need that help, but you are making sure that they can afford to get that help. And I feel that that's what the heart really plays in because, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're creating all these extra things uh, so that there is, you know, from your free content, uh, the, the weekly mail uh, to, you know, just having access to your page and see what you're doing. Uh, that's something that can help already people. So I think that the heart might be a bit in the lead <laughs> in some areas. Um, but I love, I love the balance and I love the, I think the learning lesson. I know that as well, when we move through different stages, uh, we might change what uh, uh, is leading because uh, sometimes uh, I see people going more with their heart uh, when they're younger because, uh, you know, it feels a bit, sometimes a bit brave, but you know, maybe not so well planned. And then uh, as we grow and, uh, and we evolve, we start to be a bit more careful. So we try to be a bit more uh, logical and uh, consider pros and cons. But I love that uh, you are catering to both um, as well for your audience. And, and I will also say this business continually grows and evolves. So we might sit down and talk four years from now and it looks very, very different. Yeah. Um, this is where I am right now. And this is where I see the need right now. And so that's that's yeah, but that's why I'm actually loving doing these interviews is because uh, I'm really looking forward to see how people will evolve and uh, maybe, you know, in uh, one year time, two year time, have a chat again and see what changed because uh, um, it's very important uh, and to, to have real stories on online so that people can relate to them and not just see the highlight reels right from someone who is 10 years in a very very successful business with a team of 20 people catering to them uh it's uh, it's not realistic for someone starting out and uh, and also you know sometimes it's a bit discouraging because you 
naturally want to compare yourself, even if, you know, it's not uh, healthy and it's not realistic because you are really at different stages. So I love uh, what you are saying and your journey because it's a true story. It's a true story and people can relate to it. Um, can you uh, leave us with a few words of wisdom for our audience? Even if, you know, you gave us plenty, but I asked for something more. <laughs> You know, if you look at a child learning how to walk when they fall down, as they will, we don't yell at them and tell them they are obviously not meant to walk and they're really stupid for trying. Uh, we help them up and we applaud them and say, hey, go, go try again. So uh, that's been a good image for me in, in building this business, that when I get frustrated or when I fall down, it's not to, to beat myself up inside my head, but to say, okay, well, you learned, you know, that didn't work or you learned that you need to know something else for this and let me brush myself off and get up and start walking again. Oh, so I think for, for us to be as gentle with ourselves as we would with a, a child who's just learning how to toddle around. That's so true. That's so true. And, 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 Wow. Um, I see that uh, sometimes, yeah, we are not as kind. We really are not as kind with ourselves as, uh, as we could. We are kinder to strangers. We're kinder yeah. to people that we don't know because, you know, we don't want to hurt their feelings. But uh, with ourselves, we have no problem to tell us all the stuff we're doing wrong. Um, and I love your approach, especially to business, because there will be times where we don't do something right and, uh, and we need to see it as a learning opportunity. And don't be afraid of failure because uh, really, otherwise we are paralyzed. We can never go forward. I love it, Peggy. Um, where can people find you? Tell us. You can find me at heartcallings.com. And you can find my blog there and my podcast. You can sign up for Monday Morning Mana there and find out about what's coming next. That's amazing. I will add it uh, in the description box so people can click uh, and explore directly your one-stop um, uh, life-changing kind of website. I love that. I love what you're doing. And really, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I appreciate it, uh, you know, that you took the time. And once again, I'm looking forward to see what you will do next. Thank you. Love the conversation. Thank you for listening to this latest episode. You have doubts and inner criticism are holding you back from showing your business as the CEO, as the boss, as the fantastic expert that you are, I can help you. Email me at nicoletta at poistoshine.com and we'll arrange a call.